0: Welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubinstein. Conversations between Gavin and the people he believes have trailblazed by thinking outside the box in their field, industry, or even just in his office. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, we've got a couple of foxes in the building. We've got a couple of foxes in the building. Marty Fox from White Fox, now here's the deal. And of course, Aiden Hathaway, some people may not know him, but they're gonna know him after today. He's the creative director of the infamous White Fox, the uh, brains behind the beauty and the madness, if you like. Not to say, Marty, you don't have any brains or beauty. Um, it is a freaking honor to have you two boys sitting here today to unpack those very, very special brains. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having us. Great to be here. How, good to see you again.
1: How on earth did you get a bloke as good as him <laughs> on board to build such a powerful brand. Let's start with that, Marty.
2: Goes back to 2016. I knew I wanted to start White Fox and I knew a girl who was working at a creative agency, copywriter, and I was introduced to the firm and actually turned me down. They did not want to work with a real estate company. Aidan was sitting in there and
1: shut up. So you, so you've gone to this agency, pitched this idea to do real estate differently, to do
2: real estate differently with a bit of flair, a bit of tone. I had a lot of the ideas because
1: you had just come out of working in real estate. You're under a non compete with your firm, right? At this point, non compete yeah. six
2: months. Yeah. I'd studied a marketing degree, so I, I knew the style that I wanted, sure. but it was all about the intricacies. And I knew that for that, it did need a, a creative director. You needed a creative genius. Needed someone that could take my intel on the industry yep. and leverage their intel with language. Love. That was the key. I reached out to Marty and was like, oh, let's, Can I let's can let's do it. it on the side? <laughs> we, we would meet on his lunch breaks, right. and there was just, it was ticking boxes. It was like, yeah. Let's get this, let's get yeah. that. Let's And and, it and was you had the about, time,
1: right? Because you're in a non-compete. Had the
2: time? Yeah. Or- well, I didn't, but I was just sort of sneaking out of <laughs> the office. Charlotte Char- like- <laughs> Char- Char and I were making babies, flipping houses.
1: Yeah. Literally. You whilst- didn't know each other before this? Nah, no. Crazy. No, nah, nah. And this is in Melbourne, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So, we're in Richmond. We'd go to a local cafe around the corner, have coffee. Right. And Marty would be like, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. You know, everyone's doing A4. We want to do DL. Everyone's
2: yeah. doing colour. We want to do black and white. Literally. Yeah. In my mind- The office was opening tomorrow. I need to know every touch point that the market will have with White Fox and recreate it, throw language behind everything, match that with the right design, match that with the right processes, the right buildings, like White Fox buildings have a particular style. Every single angle was thought of and it was explored and tried and tested in that six months and essentially just geared up for launch in six months' time. So, we had nothing but trial and error yep. on every aspect, from forms, from emails to solicitors. A to Z, whole, A to whole like way, yeah. Absolutely everything, like any intricate detail you could think of.
1: You had covered.
2: We had covered. From, from intro to outro to how do you write particular, you know, sets of copy for different asset classes. Like we went so detailed so early yeah. that it stood out from one listing. One listing would turn into six, six would turn into 12, And it just went from there. And it kept rolling. And it just kept rolling.
1: What made you want to do things differently? Like what was it that kind of sparked that ambition in your mind or your brain to say, I want to create this brand called White Fox? What was the driver?
2: I think there's a lot of different things, you know, upbringing or, you know, being in seven different schools and being the new kid and having to find ways to stand out, to make friends, to see the benefit in being... That one that was a little bit different. Sure. Having really young parents that were just open minds, big thinkers, you know, hairdresser and a nurse, like, you know, like just people's people moving countries, you know, going to university over in New Zealand randomly, like a lot of different experiences. Studying, doing accounting and marketing at uni taught me so much Mm -hmm. that sat in the back of my head that I knew that I could leverage these, this tertiary education into a form of business. Like had it not been real estate, it, it would have been something, something else yeah. that I would have looked at and transformed and moulded into my style. But for me, it was always how can this business be memorable? If the business is memorable and the mechanics behind it are pretty much perfect, yep. then we have a product. We have a service that has a very good niche in the market. But I was also aware that there would be a time when the market would catch up to us. I knew how hard it would be to penetrate, but I also knew that it wouldn't have this, you know, forever appeal because people would catch up and start to emulate. So, I was always aware from the very beginning with Aiden that it always had to evolve. It always had to change and it had to keep being that step keep in front. Moving, keep, keep it, it moving. moving. So it Always change, Always know, evolving, yeah. For me, it's like how do we continue to be five years in front, which I feel that we've always been. Yeah. And it's almost like we're that unofficial leader of the pack when it comes to innovation. And, and that doesn't mean you have to invent something. It's how do we re-skin something from another industry or a different style that can be adapted to property? And I feel that we've done that extremely well whilst keeping core pillars consistent all the way through. The black and white, the deal obvious seals the deal, which yep. we've trademarked. There's a lot of things that we just won't budge on, but then there's other areas of the business where we will have poetic license to trial and error.
1: You started YouTube Conversation 2016, you're catching up on your lunch breaks, you're in your non-compete, planning everything, trial and erroring everything. What did you start with in terms of preliminary business? Like when did you leave? How many staff did you have versus where it's at today?
2: Well, probably to cut forward to now, I mean, there's there's three separate companies now. There's White Fox Marketing, which- Which we work with, which, yeah, which, which is fantastic. off the back of that, which yep. obviously we do, your creative, but- then there's White Fox real estate and White Fox advocacy. But in terms of
1: White Fox real estate is the listing and selling, and White Fox advocacy is buyers' agents. Buyers agents. Smart. And what um, does it look like staff wise? And 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 kind of under the whole umbrella?
2: Under the whole umbrella, there's just under 50. Yep. There's 47 staff now. Yep. Yep. Um and, and it goes through peaks and troughs. Sure. You know, like the first
1: market feeds it, dies off, it's all.
2: but also the first two years of property, like any really strong good operator doesn't join a white fox, a startup yeah you know so you've got you've got a, a business where you've got really hungry inspired individuals coming in, but it's also quite confrontational. you're getting big personalities in you're getting people that are super hungry and whilst you know it's amazing, it's part of the company's life cycle and it's part of the story. It's amazing just seeing how if you do stick to certain things, the maturity of the business and the people that it attracts. And it's now five years later. When you say, "I'm sorry to
1: cut you off," when you say "stick to certain things," I'm I'm hearing lessons. What oh, What, what are we sticking to ma-
2: here? Management styles, um, right. Contract negotiations, right. Making sure that it's an even playing field. Making sure that client expectations. Well, what's even are,
1: playing field mean?
2: The way that people are remunerated, you know.
1: So so paying your people well on yeah. the basis of the value they're adding
2: and fair. Yep. Um
1: not for nothing, paying them for yeah, value. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah.
2: also how you how you can give people the growth within the company. You know, mm-hmm. now that there's three companies that there's so many different types of personalities, yep. some people aren't motivated by commission. Some people are motivated by growth. For some sure. people are motivated by ownership. So it's about understanding those management styles that you have to implement for you different people, not only in the different companies, but across the different divisions. So,
1: for you, there's not one size fits all. It's more a function of if you've got a talented individual that is adding value that you don't want to lose, you're going to find a solution to make sure you retain that person,
0: correct?
2: Well, I mean, look, we're not going to bend the rules in terms of doing something that we can't undo. It's got to be fair across the board. Sure, sure. And, you know, it's more about them understanding where the business is going and us understanding where they want to be. So, it's like you're growing together. And that's what we've seen the last couple of years, particularly in the real estate Mm -hmm. um, company where that growth is quite substantial for a a few key people.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think, look, the market has been in favour for everybody. I think the next couple of years we're going to see a very interesting time i think we're going to see a time where it's going to clear a lot of people out not suggesting well, this for one is good second. yeah Isn't i think it? i think it's great and not not suggesting that it's white fox but i think the days of the last couple of years listing a property and it just selling are gone and i think the you know i don't think it's going to crash or plummet or anything like that but i think it's going to significantly change and only the real practitioners are going to survive so if we rewind from 47 or so staff whilst you're helping Marty with creative on your lunch breaks and you're in your non compete Where do we go to from there?
0: Well, that was 2016 launch. Well, real estate launched in 2017, Feb 1, 2017. I was still working at my old agency. How many people you start with then?
2: Four. Who were they? Charlotte on reception. Still with you today. so,
1: So, Charlotte's Marty's incredible wife. Charlotte was on reception.
2: Reception. Yep. Gave birth to Freddie a month later. Then had two other guys in the office. Salespeople. Salespeople. Yep. And then we had- me. Yeah. It was four of us.
1: So this is five years ago because we're talking Feb 2017. There's four of you. It's it's and now you know and close to I, 50 people in three businesses five years later.
2: Yeah, it's 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 quick growth in that first two years. It got up to maybe eight people in in real estate. We still didn't have marketing. We didn't have advocacy. It was a year later, 20 late late 2018, and then we opened the second office, which was a big play. To where's have a,
1: the first office? Where's the second office? So the people first don't first
2: office is in. South Melbourne. Yep. Second office in Hawksburn. Yep. So, South yarra And three weeks ago, opened the third, which is in Brighton. And we're just in the final stages now of inking two more offices. Yep. Which it sh- should be opening in the next three to four months.
1: And when did you join? For the people who don't know, and I'm not too new, you are amazing at what you do. <laughs> no, I mean that. Yeah, yeah I appreciate a, it a that. You, genius. You are-, you are- you are a special individual, and for you to go all in, it indemnifies him, doesn't yeah. it? In a weird but true, true way. So, how did that happen, and when did that happen?
0: Well, so I was still on the working on the site, so all right. through two thousand seventeen through the first year. So, you developed the whole language around White Fox on the side, yeah, on the side, and then I did all the social media. So, I was doing. We were, you know, social was still. Pretty new in terms of how it was being done for real estate. Right. Advertising on social was just sort of starting to really take off. Mm -hmm. So, doing all that, that was- did that all through 2017, all through 2018. And then as we were sort of- I left my um, previous agency at the start of 2018. I wanted to go out on my own and start- An agency. agency, And I was like, this is what I want to do. Super passionate about creating brands, digital marketing, working with people like Marty. So, yeah, I was telling Marty, I was like, shit, I think I'm going to leave and start my own thing. And he was like, do it. Do it. Start your own thing. And I was really blessed because he was like, you'll always have White Fox as the client. So I had that confidence to be able to leave, knowing, you know, into the, Big bad world, knowing that I'd had Marty by my side with White Fox to be the, the first client I ever worked with. Fast forward another few months, Barty goes, shit, we should just do this together. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: swat. He swat. Well, what was
2: happening? People were like, oh, I love your videos. I love your tone. I love your design. I love this. It's I love that. It's the
1: combination. One can't work without the other. I and, get it. I and, see because I experienced it firsthand.
2: And, and, and you know, we were selling people's homes that were business homes. You know, our average sale price for that first couple of years was, you know, between three and four million. Yep. So, people were asking who's doing this, who's doing that. And yep. it was really- it was just Ada and I in our weekly meetings. So, I said to him, mate, I've got an amazing ability to bring in customers. Amazing, yeah, because you've so got the talk. I've got, I've, we had the presence. As, yep. as the White Fox Social was growing, I was being a very open book on my own personal social media, yep. right? So, that was bringing in a lot of people that were interested in, in the growth of the business. And it was people from, you know, builders, you know, developers, people with, you know, fast-moving consumer goods, restaurants, yoga studios, and they were coming and saying hey can you do this branding this time off of your social
1: profile i guess social right? profile and your own marketing and your brand
2: so we, we just we used the name white fox marketing yep and that first year in business was incredible but wild yep. we we
1: has it gotten better or worse? Marketing? It's gone
2: up and up and up every so strength year. So strong. Um, you know, in our, in our first year of trading, we you know well into the millions. Which, as a new business, so for marketing, from marketing, we're not talking
1: about commission for houses. No. no, we're talking about we're talking about ads.
2: Yeah, multi-million yeah. dollar business from its first year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Which for us, you know, we got into it. Well, it it's a passion. I love marketing. Yeah, that is his expertise, and we were having a ball. We're yeah, having fun, yeah, and to. the clients were loving it because you you're, think you're about selling a together property, great assets. You know, yeah, I, on one arm, I was out selling properties, and on the other, sitting in meetings with Aiden, delivering tonal voices and and design and and so forth for, for brands like yourself. Yep, where that changes people's lives long term. Sure, you know, it's setting the blueprint for people to go out and buy that property. Also, we've got y- clients. Y- we've got y- clients, right, that have bought a property for twelve mil. Yep, their three businesses have all been branded by White Fox Marketing. Yeah. Their investment property is looked after by property management, yeah. and then I love there those stuff. like it's just it's an ecosystem now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that, dude. What drives you? Because it's pretty. And I, I, the question is directed at both of you. But I mean, you hear you're a young dude. You're thirty,
2: 34. four.
1: You're thirty four years old. You've got your third child on the way. You've been married for a long period of time. Very successful marriage. Again, anyway, from the perception of what I know of it. You're building multiple businesses. It sounds like you're just at the start of what they're going to be. What gets you going? What keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? What's your thing or things?
2: It's just the growth. I love responsibility. Like I love the when feeling. When you say
1: growth, do you mean progression or just creating something? Just
2: progression and, and refining and tweaking and learning and love a challenge. You know, love being busy. Love being busy. I'm, I'm never not doing anything whilst whilst building the businesses and having babies and, and keeping them, you know. Sha and I work you, hard.
1: you ever get tired and say, fuck, this is just too much? Because you had a big scare like not too long ago. Yeah, but fuck,
2: the scare was then the biggest positive to, to come into my life because Why? for three months I was bedridden last year. What happened? I uh, got pericarditis naturally, which a lot that? of people are what getting from that? COVID. It's an inflammation of the heart. Right. So, the fluid that sits around the heart right. got infected. Right. Imagine you get a sore throat. That's a throat infection, how sore that is. Yeah. My heart, right. sac, was infected. Right. So, I couldn't breathe, couldn't walk. We went to try to get a coffee two months into to being sick. Decaf for you. But you couldn't even drink it. The, I was on the decaf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't fucking walk. Like, I was just puffed. So, and so, why was that a blessing? Because your bedroom <clears> for three because weeks. Because what was happening was I was out listing, selling, managing, building businesses, renovating with Charlotte, raising kids, and something something had to give, and it was probably my heart, right? So, by being in bed for three months, that actually gave people within the business the ability to rise, like your Lanas and your yeah. mics and so forth, and it gave me an opportunity to let them fly without me being present. Right. And everything that they'd learnt by me coaching for three years prior all came to fruition. So, you look at this year, I've sold two houses in 2022, which is pretty phenomenal. The lead will come in, they'll know that I'll be across it sure. across everything. I run sure. I run the major meetings, yeah. but in terms of the legwork and the prospecting and the callbacks and all those sorts of things, that is now in the hands of a team of agents which is now at, you know, twenty five strong. Yeah. So had a pericarditis not affected me. You'd be doing everything. Well, all so we doing everything. So yeah. And yet that-
1: one one person can't it says you simply can't do everything. can't
2: do it. So the way that I see it sort of evolving is that we're in growth phase now where our systems and processes and, you know, our back end, our head office that we're building is so robust that we can start to roll out these offices in Victoria, interstate, mm-hmm. internationally in New Zealand. And based on how the offices are performing now with the internal systems and processes and marketing that we've developed, we know that there's quite a exciting future. You know, it's got legs. It's got legs. And what
1: about you? What drives you?
0: Well, I'm on the creative side. So, I'm all about- just building phenomenal brands for other people, essentially. While right. <laughs> try, I mean, we always say that you know. The marketing brand, <laughs> I've got. I do have to put some stuff up on social, buddy, because so I'm always, you know, it's the last one that, that that gets the um, you know, gets the grease. But building other people's
2: brands, the people
1: behind the scenes are the most important. I'm going to tell you right now, Jared. Yeah, you know, like who's behind the scenes who doesn't like being anywhere. You wouldn't know anything from you take him out of this business, this business goes. Mm. It's like just not possible. Hundred percent right, to move your rocks. Hundred percent. So so I I get that completely. Mm. But you're driven by helping other people.
0: Correct. So it's you know working with great people is the the, the brand mantra, you know, we, we're we in a really good position where we can sort of decide who we want to work with and that's that's an integral part, working with
2: brilliant people and helping facilitate what they want to do. And yeah. our long-standing clients. I mean, we got an email a couple of weeks back from an, a commercial agency mm. that's had their best numbers in 27 years yeah. and they're putting that down to us pushing them and guiding them into really showcasing rebranding video content social media you know this is a a business with you know multiple directors that are quite old school and a couple younger ones yep and they saw what we were doing i mean those emails are, are game changing and you've got people in there. Because people, people
1: are very quick to write an email that's negative. But these days yeah. I find, and, and with negative feedback, but what I find these days is people are not so quick to, to write it when it's positive. Like you do a great job for someone, they're like, unbelievable, <laughs> well done, and then they forget about the next day, mm. you know. So, it's nice to get those emails. I understand that. Yeah,
0: it's brilliant. And I mean, yeah. But you're, you're, you're creative. You, yeah. you love. I like that that close Love good copy. That
1: creative <coughs> stream of consciousness yeah. that you go through to put these assets together and build yeah. these brands. Correct. How many clients do you have now on White Fox Marketing?
0: White Fox Marketing at the – well, we've worked with over 100, but we've probably got 22 to 25 active clients at the moment. Which is
1: because everyone's doing a lot. It's a big business, Everyone's doing a lot. So you you ain't cheap. Take it from me firsthand. You are not cheap. And you're getting (laughs) mates (laughs) rights. Oh, you sure (laughs) am. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've got you know the marketing. The marketing business has a staff of ten, you know, and we're a full service agency, so we have designers, we've got copywriters, uh, digital strategists, you know, and then our account management team. So you know, they're doing an incredible job, you know, and servicing clients, you know, not just real estate as well. So
1: oh, it's across the board, across
0: the across board, the board, yeah, across yeah. the board. So you know, we've just done. um We just started a brewing campaign for Boost Juice. So, we're doing a lot of their stuff at the moment. Done stuff for JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi. And then, you know, smaller sort of startups as well. Like we just did a a Pilates studio in Turak. Um, You know, we've done an ice cream brand. Where does Um, the
1: majority of your leads come from? White Fox. This guy. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So, they see how he does
1: it. They love that, ask about it, inquire as to who does it. That's the instant connection and then bang, you've got a client. Yeah, if, if,
2: if, a, if a potential client comes to me, I can very quickly identify what their USP is in the marketplace. Sure. So, I can meet anyone from any industry, get to know them and figure out really, really fast what makes them special. Yeah. Convey that to Aiden from a business sense and then his creative brain just literally – Explodes.
1: Yeah. I'm hearing teamwork. I'm hearing stick with it. I'm hearing, you know, appreciation for each other's skill sets. I'm hearing, you know, all of this stuff which would suggest that there's confidence in what you bring to the table but not ego. And I think the perception of some people looking in, particularly maybe on you, not necessarily you because you're more behind the scenes, would think otherwise. So it's great to hear that and actually tap into what makes this phenomenal machine so well oiled. Tell me some of the lessons that you have learned. I need some of the gold through the last five years of going from a non-compete to meeting a guy who you didn't know, to building this phenomenal partnership, to now having three businesses, 50 staff, which what sounds like is just the beginning.
2: Just the start. I feel that's like- That's what that's what it sounds like to it's me. It's like primary school's ended. Yep. Now, it goes into high, into high school. There's about, I'd say, four or five years of high school. Yeah. Then we hit- the fun stuff that's yep. going to be uni for four years. Yep. So I'm I'm still looking out. We're nine years off. I haven't
1: got your masters, we're Mate, uh, uh, that uh, shit's all all still to come.
2: Yeah, and I and that I see expertise that expertise level. Yeah, I can see it all mapped out. Yeah, of course, because you know, you're,
1: the, you're the vision of it. And so, it would be worrying if you haven't. But when you say it like we've just said it, it sounds easy. But I know of all people what goes into the day-to-day struggles and challenges and tribulations and trials of all of we'll this. Well,
2: break it right down. Yeah. Is there anything without those initial four years of grit? The, the ten o'clock listings, the yeah. the offers that you you needed to move heaven and earth to get across the line, yep. to be able to write the good text board, sure. to be able to leverage off the success. To like, you know, it's it all comes down to those little one percenters yep. of never giving up. Yeah, b- no do gas you left give in the up? tank. I do sometimes. I feel like, especially in the last maybe year or so. Yeah. My drive and my passion hasn't wavered at all. Right. But my ability to just let it go has gone gone a lot better. Where's that come from? Through marriage, through raising kids, through having way more stuff that you just, you you can't control. You can show people what to do. Yeah. You can't control people on how to do it. Yeah. So, it's like there's maturity in in, in having so much experience with, with multiple people and I feel that that's- probably why the growth is really just about to start because me as a as a ceo i was just winging it which i was i was was an educated winger however now there's lessons behind how to do it taking time not being too reactive and planning i mean we've always been unbelievable planners yeah but the planning goes to a whole new level
1: so, tell me some of the lessons. I want to know some of the biggest lessons because I know you've learned a lot. Just give me that sticks out in your mind over the last couple of years.
0: Well, from the marketing point of view, the biggest lessons that I'm all about is, is good people. Yep. I think that that's the biggest thing that I've sort of learned. Over what about the- good people? I think that it's, it's, it's a much better journey working with good people who are believers I think that I think that's what it comes down to. You, you're a believer. Yeah. You know, you, you.
1: I'm I'm borderline delusional. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? But I mean, it's it's you you're getting like you're getting into bed with someone for a long time. Yeah. You know, and if you're not committed, if you're not a believer, if you're not yeah, like this on is that a year uh, relationship now yeah. with sure. marketing. Yeah. You know, it's 100%. a long time. Yeah. So it's you know if if you're not if you're not believing in the work that we're doing you don't want to and we're not them. believing in the work that you're doing. You don't want to work with them. Don't, yeah. Rather it, be working
1: with people who are on the same page as correct. you. Correct. Align with the brand. Otherwise, you're out. And you say yes and no to your clients? To a certain Depends degree. Depends on how much I mean, they pay. Yeah. Depends on the retainer. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> I'll say no
0: for Yeah. No, I, I mean, I can say that, you know, we've worked. we've started with some people and it hasn't panned out and yeah, we're cool. happy to go, hey, you know what? We might, not be the, we might yep. not be the right place for you guys. Yeah. Yep. You know, and maybe there's another place down the
2: road that's more suited to, sure. to what your expectations and are it, or what you and want. And it to goes do. with clients and staff. Yeah. Like you can't keep everyone happy. Sure. It, it's, it's How do you try,
1: though? How do you, what, what are your policies in place to try and keep everybody happy?
2: Uh, we always give people benefit of the doubt. Yeah. There's benefit of the doubt. And we just sort of just roll with it and make sure that they're the right fit as well as we can pre hiring them. And that's, that's formed a lot, especially in real estate through head office, you know, mm-hmm. having systems, you know, there's a process, you know, they'll sit down with me, they'll sit down with our CFO, they'll come in and meet a couple of team members, go for a run or a walk or a coffee, yep. make sure that there's that vibe. They've mm-hmm. met four to seven people before walking in the door. So, then everyone else knows, well, this person's probably all right. Yep. They've been able to get through Marty. They've been able to get through Charlotte. They've been yep. able to get through the CFO. So, you They've put been- them through
1: a series of- There's
2: a series of yep. interviews yep. before- They're at the business. Right. And that was- Slow to hire, quick to fire. That was implemented probably two years ago now. Yep. And that's just changed the business in terms of its turnover.
1: And just on Charla, what's like the secret to juggling the family, the 34 years of youth, the business development, three companies, the listing, the selling, which, you know, the growth of the business, what's the secret to that?
2: We're close. Like there's a genuine love. I mean, I met her when she was 17 and I was 18, you know, so- you're the, th- re-
1: you're the real MVP. <laughs>
2: you are the real MVP. And and the other thing is, is we're such different people, you know, like I'm- How have you managed it or have you- By always being- Like we very rarely spend time apart. I mean, Aidan will see it. You know, yeah. It's- um, There's just a lot of contact hours. If you put effort into anything-
1: Her water's close to breaking right now, isn't
2: it? Mate, I'm, do you know how lucky Child- it is that I'm up here? she <laughs> Child- <Like, laughs> If I'm not back tomorrow morning, she's going to hit the fan. <laughs> so, she's due in a few weeks.
1: That's commitment to the course. Why yeah. down for a podcast yeah. <laughs> to see
2: his old no, mate? No, Gab- oh, she his old Little
1: mate Gab, you know, and just, and just talk about the, the upcoming
2: brand when he's about to have a child. Charlotte, when she first met you, how you treated my mum and Charlotte when you flew me up for what it takes that's when that was a
1: great event.
2: That's what I was. We we watched that. What like two weeks ago in the border it, it was a great talk. We were like,
0: talk. how good was this? You and they
2: brought it up for Lionel. We were- but how you treated my mum and Charlotte at that after party, how you had hundred and fifty odd people there for you, and you were just worried about how Marty's mum and wife were. For me, I'll. I mean, the respect that I had for you as a human just went through the roof. I've never, I've never met someone that that treated them like that. Oh, I appreciate so, that a lot. But to answer your question, how do you keep it going? It's just, it's, it's the contact, it's the- I think I was very lucky because Charlotte's dad was the OG of- Real estate. Well, he was the. He had fifty-two offices, and
1: he worked for him at the beginning. At right? the beginning, he had you on the non-compete. Correct. It was P.R.D. No.
2: Wilson Pride. Wilson. Wilson. Pryor. So, yeah. 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 So I think it was lucky that she knew how demanding the industry was because she Makes didn't really a see the
1: difference. Because I find if you don't know real estate you
2: and don't you're going to be a
1: partner of a real estate, what agent, you're getting into, you don't know. No. Nah, it's, it's a different fucking it's beast. It's a different beast. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, part of the problem of not that I want to bring up, you know, my dating history or anything like that on my business podcast, <laughs> but part of my problem problem with finding someone that gels and I have that unison with is they don't actually understand my process but you know her her father she got it yeah Yeah,
2: so I was never I was never getting the guilt trip yeah because I think when for me or I think um, most people men and women if they're getting guilt they resent yeah right so if I'm not getting the guilt trip yeah then how can I resent you so she Well, she also
1: knows you're not mucking her, but you're, you're building a business. <laughs> you're trying to create a future. I'm, I'm interested that when I asked you what motivated you, you didn't mention her or the family.
2: Because you said you didn't want a textbook answer. Yeah. And that's the textbook answer. I mean, you do everything in life for your kids. Yeah. That's a given. Yeah. But it goes deeper than that. It's like, you know, being raised and my parents never owning a property. Yeah. You know, living in over – I've lived in over 50 properties. <laughs> that's I've moved well, around, but like there's no tomorrow. I've got the gypsy blood. Yeah, you know, mum's, you're
1: nomadic. Right? You M- M- here to mums, there. From,
2: mum's from Northern Ireland and Spain. You're making
1: and- you're making a beautiful little uh, little bundle every way through though. That's not something to be ashamed of. You do also side stuff too, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So Charlotte and I we've done fourteen Renaults in total, and in does ten Char- years.
1: And does Charlotte kind of run that, or are you across that too? Uh,
2: again, that's when that's when we're in flow. So Charlotte and I hit flow in Renault mode. That's when like both of our brains are just like working magic. Do you guys ever argue? All the time. Mate, we fucking fight like cat and dog. Really? But we're best mates, mate. You're meant to. You know, it's not. It's it's more. It's probably bicker. Yeah. But it's it's it evolves. The bicker changes. Have you ever thought
1: this is just too hard? It's not going to work. Business or personal?
2: No. never.
1: What about you? Because I know you just got a new girlfriend. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Are you? Is she the one? Are you? Yeah. Wow. Can you do me a favour? Yeah. Sign off on TRG before you uh, set the date for the wedding. Yeah, okay.
2: It's so, <laughs> no, just propose on the
1: podcast. Yeah, I know.
0: Ah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we started. We've known each other for twenty years. Um, she's lovely, you, by had, the way. Had you patched her in the past? No, uh. no, no, no. <laughs> <She's>, like, <laughs> she
1: looks lovely. I mean, I've never met her. She's dying well, she
0: to meet you. She's But
2: good friend of Charles.
0: Yeah. So you know, but we. We got set up with um mutual friends but we got um together right before covid. Ooh, so perfect timing. We've uh perfect timing we've been married time. for 7 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz we 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 were in bypassed lockdown. the 4 year itch. We we were in lockdown for, you know, 2 years. So I've never
1: been more single than I was in covid.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah. I don't think I would have made it if I wasn't if I, <laughs> if, I, if I if I wasn't partnered up with, with our... Because she kept me going through, that was the dark 20, on. 20, 23 hours of lockdown. <laughs> um, but, you know, motivated me to, you know, it's, I mean, the business,
2: White Fox Marketing's three years old. Two of those years have been in lockdown. We've spent- And f- everyone needed digital content. Everyone yeah. needed a way to stand out. So, COVID for marketing was phenomenal. Been
1: amazing, yeah.
2: Yeah. But she's a ripper.
1: Yeah, she looks it. What can you tell me about, let's talk about real estate for a second, real estate agents. I mean, you're obviously having a, you know, a sideline- perspective of them you having a you know a front row court seat to it all what makes a successful agent and why do you think from the outset it seems easy but really very few people
2: get it it's so hard
1: yeah but what but
2: i think they need it's it's like we can refer to it as the magic they need the magic yeah it's about them being able if you can throw them what's the magic it's like being able to be a conversationalist being interested and remembering a lot of information. Yeah. And looking natural in the delivery of it. Yeah. So, how can you navigate people's most stressful time? Because they're only buying or selling if they're financial gain, loss, relocation. Sure, sure. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's their willingness to be able to keep up. And keep up with the pace and ask the hard questions and be there and be proactive and pick our brains. Like when I bring somebody into the office and I don't see a shitload of questions, I start going alarm bells.
1: Right, because there's no
2: curiosity. No, no, because assuming anything in real estate is very dangerous. Sure. I think it's about the curiosity. Like for me, I always ask why. Why are you doing it this way? Why are you doing it that way? Yeah. How come this? How come that? So, I was just pumping the best agents in my office with questions yeah. because I would quickly be able to decipher who was good, who was okay, who was probably going to be gone and back selling shoes in the next six months. Yep. And through that process of asking back questions- Back
1: selling shoes <laughs> in the next six months. <laughs> oh,
2: so, like. if they're not asking questions and they're intrigued, there's a problem. Charlotte, Charlotte is a gun at trying to figure out who's going to be good or bad. Does she ever get it wrong? Very rarely. Yeah. Like Charlotte's radar is, is yeah. bang on. She says there also needs to be a genuine interest. Like when I walk into a property, I still fucking get- I want to look at shit. Yeah, so You know, like I, I i like to see what's happening. Yeah. And I see a lot of agents who are quite oblivious to some pretty amazing things within properties. Yeah,
1: people lack detail. This industry lack lacks it. detail,
2: yeah. Exactly. Like they'll think something's a Caesar stone when it's not a Caesar stone. Sure. Or they'll refer to something as Victorian when it's Edwardian. Yep. It's like if you don't actually have an interest in- the asset that you're representing, yeah. that's a fundamental problem. 100%. But there's a lot that literally do it.
1: Yeah, that and they have no, no idea. idea.
2: And you're like, you're a monkey.
1: Yeah. You said something to me a long time ago, you probably don't remember. You were coming up in a marketplace with an agent you are working with at the time and most of the people selected these old school guys or these agents who had been around for a while because of default. Remember saying that to me? Yeah,
2: I, do. Run, I do.
1: Run me through that.
2: I feel like for a long time, and I feel like White Fox really pioneered this ability to give people belief yeah. that they could start their own and really give value to the marketplace because I felt like it was pick of the bad bunch. I've got A, B, C, or D. What's what, what's pick of the bad bunch? Like choosing pick, an agent. Yeah, pick choosing yeah. an agent. Yeah. And it was like, well, he's been doing it for 20 years 30, years, 30 years, 40 years. They're all suit and tie. They're all auction prone. They're all doing no video. They're all doing no social. i want to go with that one.
1: They all got no energy because they've been doing it for so long and it's like mundane.
2: Well, so, they're, they're kind used of to like, the call-in. Yeah. They're used to the call-in. Yeah. And they're not calling back the buyers. Fortune is in the follow-up. How you treat your buyer determines on whether or not they're going to give you their asset. Like the first home buyer market, why did we not sell anything in the first year under a million? Because we wanted the trading. Yeah. Every deal was a double deal. Yeah. Well, the majority was. So, is the call-in good or bad for business? Trick question. The call-in.
1: Yeah. Is it good or bad for business?
2: It's a, uh, it can only be good. It can't be bad because opportunity breeds activity. Activity breeds success.
1: Right, but so, it can also create complacency if it happens over a prolonged period of time. So like you're saying, choice of bad ABC, which I agree with everything you've said, by the way.
2: If you're not building a team. So, if you're getting the call-ins and you're not leveraging that volume- Right, building by other building,
1: salespeople, correct, you're saying, yeah, yeah.
2: Correct. So, if we get a call-in, mm-hmm. it'll get divvied out to the team. It doesn't just go to the one person. Yep. Right, so it's, it's those opportunities because- that's what brand is all about. If there's no call in, right, well, then you can't expect everyone to just be self-sufficient when you're also building up junior agents. you got to be able to help these junior agents as well. Sure. And what we're finding is building, you know, getting these EAs in, making sure that they're watching. So, a lot of companies will have EAs that are office-based. Yep. We don't have office-based EAs. Yeah. Those EAs will do opens. They'll yep. do callbacks. Yeah. They'll sit in listings and Love watch how the agent is
1: Understand the mechanics of the business. Understand
2: the mechanics, get out from behind the desk, right? And then our sales coordinators at the front desk Mm -hmm. will do a lot of the agent tasks. So, solicitors and this and that and photos, boom, 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 boom. So, the EA is essentially an aspiring agent because think about it, as a business owner, the more people that know how to do the craft, the better it is for the bottom line. Sure. So, build more people that understand the mechanics because admin, admin, well, first of all, a lot of admin not, not for us, but gets outsourced overseas. Yeah. So, that just goes to show that admin is a process. If it's black and white, anyone can do it. Yeah. But not anyone can do real estate. Real estate is that combination. It's a unique animal. It's a, it's,
1: it's a unique animal. How many
2: people get out of bed and not actually uh, get paid a wage? It's a
1: unique animal. It really is. And it's, it's just this never-ending study of this unique thing that I think will just continually- you know
0: i think that comes back to your point as well about with this where you know where the market's going as well like and yeah. the good operators will survive yeah. and the other I, the cowboys will I, look will listen I'm,
1: I'm at the point where i find that uh, you know just most people in most areas whether it be real estate or not are just below average at doing their job are you fine I, I don't know if it's since covid i don't know if it's like like i just find it's so rare and unique when someone is great at what they do and they. St- Dick out like a sore thumb. And like I'm trying to-
2: Do you know what that is? I, I feel that that is consistency. So many people chop and change. Yeah. I think about it. How long have you been doing real estate now?
1: 14 years.
2: 14 years. Yeah. How long have you been creative? 10, 10 years. Yeah. Is there not Is there not some sort of consistency in success based on just not moving the pin too much? So, why do people give up? Because they don't see the success quick enough. Ah. That's what I believe. And that's the truth. It is. So that and, and and I think about it too. Mate, he'll tell you. There have been times along the journey of White Fox where, like, I could have, I, I could have thrown changed. in the towel. I could have, yeah, of course. Because there's moments we think, "Fuck, are we going to have that nationwide recognition as a brand? Is it worth-
1: are we going to yeah. go
2: international? Yeah. Am I going to be able to get past this? This, you know, this. I couldn't get past like ten staff because four would go and two would come. Yeah. And like, am I am I going to build managers? Am I going yeah. like and you just do and and you need to get through. It's like that pain point in the gym. Yeah. You need to get through that and then you actually build your muscle. Well,
1: it's like ninety percent of the battle is showing up and doing it every day consistently. That's ten yeah. percent yeah. should fall into place after that. Yeah. But I think people don't get it quick enough in this game and that's why they quit and they look at the business like, oh, two, three years, four years is a lot. Man, I wasn't I didn't start to make good income till like minimum five, six years of a relentless commitment. Yes. A relentless yes. commitment that I don't see, and I've got great young people, but that I see very, very, very few. Well, social
2: media's made it even harder. And that's,
1: I mean, I, you know, Tom Panos put up that quote the other day. Did you that see that? hilarious. What was it? I've got to get that up. I've got to read About
2: that. the agents that are pretending like they're doing yeah, the work said, but not doing the work.
1: Tom said, what, what is it, he goes, Never before has there been a generation of agents more obsessed about looking like they're doing the job rather than actually doing the job. Yeah, brilliant! And god damn, that's the truth. It is. And I'm wondering, like, is that all gone? But who's kept? Who's kept you focused? I keep myself focused. Yeah, but there's there, there, no. <laughs> no, 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 and no, but, at nobody, nobody, no kept, one, no one has kept me. I keep. I'm a self motivated individual. I've kept myself motivated. But
2: what about the hard chats? Like when I've had those hard chats. I call Aiden or I call my CFO. Oh, I, have, or I, I call... have hard
1: chats with, with my brother every single day. Okay,
2: so your, your rock behind the scenes is Jared. 100%. Are there any others, your parents? Jared's it. Jared's it. Jared's it. Yeah, so I think people need a Jared.
1: Talk oh, good luck. Pe- doesn't Pe- exist. <laughs> There's doesn't only one. one. Pe- there, is, <laughs> there is only one. There <laughs> is. People need an Aiden.
2: People need yeah. a Rory. People need yeah, Lana. Teamwork. They teamwork to, people. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I think even today with consumer expectation and just the way the world is moving, it's so not, you just can't be a one-man band and do it at a one-man show. What's your perception of real estate agents in general?
0: Oh... I'm talking I'm in the room with two me, of the best ones. Be, but I mean,
1: give it to me real. I
0: from the outside looking in. Yeah. Because you I, work closely with a lot of them. I work closely with a lot of agents. Yeah. And I've, you know, I absorb a phenomenal amount of real estate content just by seeing what's happening in the market and seeing people that are starting out and people who have been in it for ages. I look at it from the outside looking in. And not being a real estate agent. And expert. not being a real estate yeah. agent. And I to be, I don't have you know that real estate magic or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but
1: lucky you don't. There's only room for one of. Them. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> it's it's. I see it as a, a industry that is very follow the leader or copycat, right?
1: Yeah, very few creators, lots of imitators.
0: Yeah, and it, what what happens is is they see someone doing phenomenally well, or they see a new brand come yeah, up, and yeah. they go control C, control V. Yeah, and they just want to do that without actually. Thinking about building who, individuality. Correct. Who yeah. who am I as a person? Who's my yeah. marketplace? Yeah. You know, who am I working with? And the recipes there, right? To 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 be incredible in any market, yeah. in any suburb, yeah. in, in any agency. Like whether, being
1: authentic to who you are.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And and I think if people uh take that on board and actually do it for them, they're gonna be way more successful than just seeing. The, the other that. person yeah. and being like I'm going to lift what they're doing, what you're doing here in the eastern suburbs is not going to work for another area. No, it's not going to work in Victoria. It might not work in Queensland. Might not work on the other side of Sydney. So it's about understanding that and then doing being authentic to themselves and to
2: who they're and their marketplace. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. We, we've been so blessed to be able to work with some of the best operators around Australia. Sure, you know, we've got yourself. Yep. We've got you know, Hive down in Canberra, yep. we've worked with the best commercial agent in Sydney, we've worked with best commercial agents in Victoria, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I was doing research about brands and what they've done, and I saw a bit of a, a, a connection to what Volvo had done. You know, they had apparently invented, or they did invent- The safest the, car. The safe, well, they invented the seatbelt, right. and instead of patenting it and charging everyone to use it, they just wanted to keep people safe. So they just let everybody use the seatbelt without commercializing it to the degree that they could have. Right, and there's something to be said for that. Well, through starting White Fox and and White Fox Marketing, you know we haven't kept our brains to ourselves. You know we've we've enjoyed meeting people and helping them and coming up with ways that they can have a tone, they can have a flair. But everyone's got their own style. There's so much space in the market for creative thinking. And because real estate is evolving so much, you need to move with it as well. So, it's just-
1: Where's it heading on that? Where do you think it's heading?
2: I think the last five years, it's had the biggest growth it's had in 50 years, right? Yeah. But things that we've implemented, little things, right? Especially in a hot market, right? And auction's always been four weeks. For us, we started making them two weeks. Because we thought, well, people are making their minds up quicker in today's day and age. With all the collateral and content that they're being fed, people holding their attention is very hard to do. So, we were able to really perform last year in a rising market, but we were turning over the deal so quickly that we didn't stick to the tradition of time. That was one thing that worked for us in terms of- the content that's being put out there, so many people are now doing quite similar styles of yep, content that yep. it's got to be even faster. So, you right? think
1: you think we're in a content world? Of,
2: we're in a content world. So, the but
1: future of real estate belongs to those who build the best content or?
2: Pretty much. Yep. But also, it has to then be backed up by actually Results. winning the customer yeah. and showing- the result. Yeah. And that's what we've always discussed, show, don't tell. Yeah. That's one of Aiden's favorite lines. Love. And he always says it. He just don't, don't tell people, tell. Yeah. show, don't tell. Love, love. So, if you aren't actually building the right content in the right format, putting it out at the right time in the right medium, well, it's really irrelevant. So, it's quite a combination. And we've always discussed it, particularly with the brand. There's so many one percenters that add up that Key, you need to keys be on
1: top of. the 1%. Of. It's
2: the 1%. The
1: keys in the 1%. People if don't get it.
2: If there's 20 it. that are done well, yeah. there's your 20% headroom on the marketplace. In terms of a changing market, like it, it's gonna the next two is going to be hard. Sure. Right? So, it then comes down to what you do behind these walls that not everyone gets to see on the podcast and stuff. Yeah. It's the training. It's how do, how do you pitch somebody to buy in a potential market that's going down? What are the drivers for them to act now? Yeah. So, it's about understanding the customer better than ever. Yeah. Because for the last two years, you could just put a board up. For sure. And you're getting inquiry. For sure. So, this all comes down to you and your leaders within the business teaching these guys that I know that there's a a bunch of people in my office and your office. Yeah. They haven't seen this market. Sure. So, how do we protect them? How do we show them this is the market where if you survive- You will thrive. I'm not protecting
1: nobody. Sink or swim. Sink or swim. I've got my own shit to deal with. Sink or swim. I love that. I want to finish and fire off with two questions. Correlates to what you both said. First one, Marty, it's for you. People give up too easily. What would your advice be to those people or anyone thinking right now that they should give up and that there's no hope?
2: They need to understand what their options are. If you've got options, explore your options, right? For me, I knew what my option was and it was to be successful in a marketplace that would give me a lot of activity, networking, people, being out of the office. I needed to be creative. I needed to be myself. I knew that, that the real estate world would give me all of that. Okay, So, I knew that I had options. I could have gone and done accounting. I could have gone into finance company. I could have done anything. could have used my degree to my advantage but what I wanted out of life was- Autonomy and to not be sitting in four walls and being told what to do. So, for me, I thought having the option that would give me the best lifestyle was for me. So, you, if you don't look at real estate and you don't look at it as a lifestyle and you look at it as a job, you're going to hate it. If you're in property, real estate, and you want to make it your life- Takes then time. go all in. Takes time. And be patient. How long? How long are we talking? I don't believe that you really crack the code decade. until until I think decade is where you become a an attraction agent. Five
1: years you start to make money. Five reckon, years is the money. it's not the money. I think you start to see a little bit of a little you bit was, of
2: shine. Well you've seen I a think, cycle. Yeah. You, you, you have yeah, to see a cycle. Yeah,
1: you've seen a cycle. I think I think 10 years minimum. And look, good luck to you if you're cracking it earlier than that. You're, you're a phenomenon. It's but, not but impossible. But if you crack
2: but- it earlier, how do you then leverage that success and then invest and then become an advisor within the market? Sure. That's, that's when you can fast track it further because you're not just listing and selling. You're also playing in the same market. That's the key. If you're going to make great money out of property, well, also put it into your own portfolio. And sure. Flip or hold, you know, believe in what you're selling. Sell what you're
1: selling, buy what you're selling. Mm. And what about you? Last question. You talk about this, you know, you're looking at the industry and that everyone is kind of imitating rather than creating and that few people are being authentic. They're just control copying and pasting. What would be your advice to an agent on how they can be authentic or the things they should do in order to, to stay true to themselves? What where do they start?
0: I think it's Call white fox marketing. These <laughs> <laughs> are natural born salesman, always. But I think it's 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 understanding and learning. I think it comes down to that. I think you need to understand your market when we're building brands or we're doing tone of voice development or whatever it may be. What the first question we're always talking about is about Who's your market? Who's your audience? Not just, oh, you know, 35 to 55 in this suburb, in this suburb, the why. You know, why are they driving that car over this car? Why are they going to that restaurant instead of this restaurant? And it's this really deep understanding and learning of exactly the field that you're working in and, you know, communicating directly to those people. And I think that's what it starts at. I mean, you you can control, copy, control, paste if you want, but I don't think you're going to get – you're going to live up to your full potential. You know, I think that in, in real estate, you can definitely excel by being yourself, but... There's
1: something so, so important to be said about that point because if I look at all the top performers, even here in the East, they're all so different mm. and they're all so authentically them and have their own way and style. I mean, and, I mean, look, at the, there is a common denominator. They all work really hard and I think that's always got to be the linchpin to it. But each and every single one of them are them. Mm. They're not imitating they're not copying they are being authentically who they are they have stuck to it for a long period of time i mean the guys who are really at the top of the.
0: the i think you know there's so many things out brands out there or maybe agents out there who want to be everything for everyone where you can still nail it and succeed by being something for someone
1: hundred percent and i'm going to end it on there because that is gold appreciate both of you coming down I'm a big believer in what you're doing. I think you're the best at it. So, otherwise, I wouldn't be using you, right? But I look forward to watching what lies ahead.
0: Thanks for It's great to me. be a witness. Appreciate Congrats. it. Congrats. Thanks, Thank Gav. Thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Subscribe now for future episodes.